besties, welcome back! We're glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Boy, howdy, do we got some storytelling. We're gonna breeze through a bit, I think, this time, my dude. We are. We, if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to Bible Besties. Hi there, my name's Alex. And I'm Lauren. It's good to have you. Just so you know, I don't know if you know this, by listening... You're our besties now. Yeah, you're one Sorry. of our besties. And thank you for tuning in. We are on a creative storytelling adventure through the Bible. Entire Bible, thank you, which I have memorized. And you are jumping in today in Genesis chapter 24, right around verse uh, 29. Yeah, because last we met, we heard about the dude who grabbed Abraham's butt. He had a Rebecca. Really he, really he had a gruff bearded voice like that guy from Game of Thrones who... Serves the Khaleesi, you know. And he was on a mission. Yeah, he was on a mission from Abram, and he agreed to it by touching his butt. To go find what? A wife for Isaac. And he does. He finds a real sweet, sweet southern bear who's going to marry Isaac, because she's got like that southern hospitality down. You she know watered I mean? the camels. Waters, yes. Listen to that one if you want to go deeper. But basically, she's she's Deborah from the movie Baby Driver. And we left off last time in verse 28 where Rebecca ran into the house, told her family about this man. Who, 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 who pierced her nose. Right. And and really, you know, we're not going to walk through the whole thing, but give us the summary, Alex. Okay. What happens after here? Basically, she goes home. She tells her brother Laban, hey, you ever seen fat stacks of cash before? Because this dude <laughs> just rolled up, pierced my nose, gave me a sweet gold nose ring. Oh, wait, I'm not doing her voice right. Let me do that. Brother, you won't believe what happened. This real nice man came and I just got him water because that's what I do because I'm very nice. But that dude had fat stacks of cash on a bunch of camels and he's rolling in here with gold, gave me a gold nose ring. I can't believe it. Bracelets and bangles on my arm. But he wants to talk to you about something because he needs a place to stay. Does that sound like a good idea? And the brother's like, you know it is. And later <laughs> goes out, goes out and is like, hey, dude. What are you doing standing out there with all those fat stacks of cash? Why don't you bring them in my house? And he's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Thank you. So he comes in and goes, what brings around these parts brought you here to pierce my, my, my sister's nose? He's like, well, you'd be surprised. And he goes into like a full explanation of having to grab Abram's butt. And making a promise, I'm going to find him a wife. And if I couldn't find him a wife, I'd I'd try to find him somebody from his clan. And I'd have to bring her back. But she needs to come back. I can't have him come out here. He goes through the whole thing. And he's like, hooey, dude. So you're thinking like with all this rich stuff, you're just going to walk off with my sister? Well, buddy, I got one word for you. Yup. <laughs> and he does. That's what happens. So Rebecca's like, that sounds great. Sounds good. So he... Gets to take her. I think Laban at one point tries to say like, yeah, man, but uh, if you don't mind, let's keep her for 10 days. She's got friends and she could probably need to say goodbye or something. And he's like, no, I told you the rules. You get all this great stuff. I bring him back his son's wife. And he goes, what do you think, sis? And she's like, sounds good. And he's like, sounds good to me too then. And they do. They go back. It's it's lovely. Uh, A joyous homecoming as they're riding back with Rebecca as the, the, the servant of Abraham brings back Rebecca. Yeah, she's going to meet her husband. This is a big day. And it's like, it's like dusk, you know. It's get, it's it's looking real like um, a whole new world from Aladdin. You know or what I'm talking like, about? It's or even. like a it's scene even. like notebook or something. Oh, man. The stars are out. Big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. You know what I mean? It's yeah. beautiful out there. And 
they she's showing up and who should be out in the field but a lovelorn just like strappingly handsome isaac who's out there just like meditating thinking about his mom and he's just like he he looks real emotional you know what i mean he's got that like rock star look to him he's a a poet he's just like i miss my mom and she's like who is that handsome lovelorn boy who looks like he needs a good cuddling and he's like well you'll be happy to know that's your husband and she's like Ooh, i'll do it that's fine i'll take it that'll do thank you and then they're together and it's so nice and it's so great that right away you're like she you could tell she's like oh thank goodness it's not some hideous like lake monster you know what i mean right because that's quite a thing she just got again if anyone else is offended by this she literally was just kidnapped from her home and bought and paid for to go marry some rando which, but that's the way was, it works then which was customary at the time these arranged right marriages. right but still i would imagine pretty terrifying but Luckily, if, it, if it sounds like the transfer of property you're you're not wrong no exactly and that's kind of what happens but thankfully we're kind of given this little cushion of like yeah but isaac's pretty nice and like He's handsome or something. And, it, and that you know. story ends with uh, verse 67 where it says, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Oh, so everyone, you know, she thinks he's he's a sweetheart and he right. thinks she's just great. So after Everyone's that, happy. enter chapter 25 and something tragic happens out. This is a heartbreaker. Our old friend Abraham is so happy. So happy his son's married. He can finally just give up the ghost. And... Before doing that, though, he's just waiting to die, right? Finally, well, everything's Sarah died. Good. Sarah died not long before. Right, but he's waiting. He's thinking he's dead now. But guess what? He finds love. He finds love again. And I've been really trying, baby. Like a bunch of times. Six he kids. has like a ton ah, of kids. He has six more kids. Six kids with this lady named like Katura. Yeah, Abra- Abraham took another wife. That's pretty close up And she bore him six children. Yeah, and those kids, what's really messed up, so he's got Ishmael first with, with Hagar. Uh, Hagar. He has Isaac next with Sarah. Sarah. And now he's got Katrina. He's got six other kids. He treats them like the first one. All of his inheritance goes to Isaac. The rest of them are kind of just like, dismissed. You can, like, have my concubine. Like, jog on. Yeah, see ya. My concubine's kids aren't going to get it. You know what I mean? Right. It's pretty awful. And they all go... And uh, they all do their thing. But Abram, Abraham bites it finally. He well, yeah. dies at a hundred and seven. Real chronomancer. A hundred and seventy five years old. He finally gives up the ghost after having like eight kids. He finally dies. Ooh. And what's interesting about that is that Ishmael. The son from Hagar comes back and joins That's Isaac. That's right. They, they bury Isaac him. to bury him in the land of the Hittites next to his wife, Sarah. Oh, beautiful. Aww. So there's a little reunion there. And uh, yeah, now we get into the, the, the maybe a little more meaty of a story well, that you may well, have heard of. What, Lauren? Well, right before you that, tell Alex, me what's important that needs there, to be added. Well, just before there, I just don't want people thinking we're skipping parts of the Bible. Go ahead. Whatever. Uh, it's there's, probably boring. There's just a time that talks about Ishmael's sons. So we get just some genealogy, a dads, bunch of names. Dads um, and kids. Out near, they settled in the area from 
Havilah to Shur near the border of Egypt. Um, and they lived in hostility toward all their brothers. And so all we know is that Ishmael's Donkey descendants dude. continue to multiply, but they're kind of moved away. And now we're going to focus here on the account of Abraham's son, Isaac. Yes. This brings us to uh, probably a meteor story. Isaac having baby, right. Jacob and Esau, because obviously uh, Isaac gets married to Rebecca. The expectation is this family's going to grow, right? obviously. But like father, like son, he has a hard time having a child. It says he prayed for children because it says Rebecca was um, barren. But you know what, guys? I'm starting to think there might be a family trend. And I'm starting to wonder if it ain't the fellas that are the problem. <laughs> We don't know. It says in the Bible that it's her problem, but that sounds a lot like a, like what a dude would say. But anyways, he's 60 flipping years old. He goes from young, strapping, handsome boy in the, the fields, drawing the looks of the ladies, to 60-year-old man who finally manages to uh, conceive. So, Well, it, this is what it says. Verse 21, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife, Rebecca, became pregnant. The babies jostled each other. Listen, no, you're getting ahead. Spoiler, I already said that other stuff. So, she's pregnant, but more than pregnant, my dude. Pregnant with twins. Twinning is winning, you guys. That's right. So, there's babies inside, and these babies are rough and tumble from their very inception. These fellas are jostling around in her tum-tum, fighting, and she's like, good lord. No, she's like, good Lord, what the heck is their stinking problem? Are these boys going to be like this forever? And God said, this is the great one. Here comes Well, I God. wonder, though, first, though, what? this is before the age of ultrasound. So maybe she felt more than one hand or foot. Oh, my but gosh. Wonder, is there a spider in there? No, I wonder if she was even, like, wondering, like, what is wrong with this baby? She's probably thinking there's one baby. In there. I hadn't thought of that. She's so like, then, good Lord, what is happening in my innards? Why does it have so many limbs? And we're told she went to inquire of the Lord. Do you remember what God said to her? God was like, hey, uh, yes, you are right to be a little surprised, Rebecca. Go, well, one, hey, welcome to the fam. I don't think I've spoken to you like this before. You're kind of <laughs> new to this relationship. Thanks for marrying uh, Isaac. He's, he's a good guy, really. I like him. So uh, good job there. You seem lovely. But hey, there's twins in there, lady. And um, don't worry. It's going to be fine. Because I imagine it's a little more dangerous to have twins back in the day. But don't worry. They're going to be fine. Um, but uh, they're going to be at odds with each other. Yes, the, you're right. One's going to be super strong and one's going to be a little less strong. But here's the thing. The strongest one is going to end up serving the weaker one. So that's just a little sneak preview of what you can expect. And that's what happened. So the first one that's born is... So it's it, it baby delivery time. Here it comes. Push. You know, here he comes. And out of this comes a red fur baby that they call Esau, which literally means red fur baby. Yeah. And he's a real hairy little guy. Like, I always imagine it like it's a little Tasmanian devil, you know, just like little hairy monster comes out. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> because he's he's going to be the tough boy. You know, he's all he's all like that. But then behind him, before he gets out. 
What should come out? Why, when they're pulling out the red fur baby's leg, here comes a hand. Who's grabbing at his leg? It's Jacob. Little Jacob. Jacob is not described as a red fur baby. Jacob is holding on to his leg. He won't give up. He's not satisfied with being a distant second. He's right there with him. Yeah, Jacob literally means he grabs the heel, or figuratively, he deceives. Ooh, he's not. Oh, he's a tricky baby. He's a cunning baby. He's a tricky boy. Right. So two boys are born, and as they, here's here's where the story kind of goes from here. They're raised, and one of them's clearly a daddy's boy, and one of them's clearly a mama's boy. The weaker is the mama's boy. He's kind of like uh, an Alton Brown type, if you will. You know what I mean? He's like a... He's, he's, he's very, you know, thoughtful. He's got a lot of ideas. He's very clever, you know, and he's also likes making delicate crustinis when he creates a tomato basil soup with a sous vide machine because he hangs out with his mom and he's an excellent cook. The other, on the other hand, Esau is like, uh, Brock, all boy. Brock football. He's like super tough, right? And he's uh, he's got hair all over his body. And boy, does he like going out in the woods, killing something and eating it. And his dad loves it because his dad's got a taste for that gamey meat. His dad's like, oh, I love this kid. He's so great. You know what I mean? Because he's 60. We barely even got to know and- Isaac's other voice, but he's kind of already starting to sound a bit like his dad. And if you, <laughs> and if you think Alex is off base, verse 27. The boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob... I'm I'm Brock Hardbody. <laughs> well, Jacob was a quiet man, staying among the tents. Yes. And what I'm saying is, like, Alan Brown's awesome and, like, a genius, but he's definitely not, like... You're not going to see him, like, running the 50-yard dash, you know, and winning a medal. Right. Brock Sportsball is going to win that one. One day Esau's out on his hunt and comes back and like, Brother, I need your help. Oh, boy. Where is that little sissy boy? Sissy man! Why aren't you manning the fire, preparing a meal for Brock Hardbody? Me, Esau. And he's like, uh, Well, I am preparing a soup currently. Um, but as you know, I didn't know where you'd be, so I've prepared it for myself and mother. Father as well. I don't know what you're going to do about it. I assumed you'd murder something and burn it over wood. He's like, some of us like eating meat that way, buddy. Maybe you would get a little more muscle if you'd try eating meat yourself. And he's like, I do eat it as I, I just like it prepared properly, if you don't uh, if you don't mind. So I'm going to enjoy my soup with delicate crostini and a salad with a balsamic reduction, as you understand uh, I like to do. And mother loves it, father loves it. And he goes, right, I'm going to stop you right there, little man. I'm going to need to eat that. Give me that bowl of soup. Give me that delicious bowl of red. And he's like, well, no. And he's like, well, yes, I'll come over there and beat the life out of you. Give it to me. And he goes, you could try, but you look a little tired from your little adventure in the woods. And he goes, listen, bud, I don't know what it's going to take. Admittedly, I am pooped. Give me, just give me some soup. Can you be cool for like three seconds, brother? We're brothers, dang it. Give me some soup. And he goes, well, you being the older brother, I assume you can sort this out yourself. Thank you. Brother, what's it going to take? Hell, anything. I really want that soup. He goes, if you really like it, how about you give me your birthright? Taking that for granted all the time. Fine. What? Fine. What? You're serious? Well, he says in verse 32, look, I'm about to die. Brother, I'm so famished. Good Lord, I really need to eat something. I'm going to die. What good is a birthright to me? What good is a birthright when I'm about to die? And he's like, 
You're serious. You think you're you'll give me your birthright if I give you this soup. This the soup. Yes, brother, please. He goes, Deal. Done. Do it. Yeah. Eat 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 up, hard body. Go for it. And he does. He trades away his birthright. This is the beginning of the rest of our narrative, which we'll continue next time, about how Esau completely takes for granted his birthright. And Jacob, who is wildly clever, takes advantage. He finds a way to get what he wants. Holding on to that heel, he will not be left behind. And we know from God, one of them is going to rule the other, and it's going to be the weaker one. So this is the beginning of Jacob's clever ruse. Right. To claim his brother's birthright. Well, and it might it might help if we kind of explain a little bit about what a birthright was. Go for it, because I think that's boring. Well, it might. It might <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It might it's fine. Make, to make sense, it's of fine, it, right? Yes, because well, we know from it already because we saw that we saw that in the last story. Well, like, but today in today's world, let's say I think most most parents when they pass on, if they have anything to leave their children, they they're, split they're it pretty up. Pretty egalitarian. Yeah, split you know? it up. It's kind of like 50-50s, right? Yeah. Like back then, though, if you were the firstborn son, you got everything. You got everything. Well, that's how that's how Isaac got everything, and not Ishmael. That's how Isaac got everything, and not his six other siblings. Was because well, your firstborn Ishmael was born first, right? But he's saying he's not part of his birthright with his wife Sarah. So it's all about like who's your mom, who's your dad, and who was first. Right. So. Uh, Jacob will not have this reality where Brock Hardbody gets the full inheritance just because he was born first, where Jacob sees himself as a totally worthy ruler. You know, he he could take over this job. He could do his job. He's smart. He can cook delicious soup with a delicate crostini. So from here on out, besties, the story is going to unravel and it's going to get really good. Oh, it's going to be good. Everyone likes Jacob stories. They're fun. But anyways, thanks for listening. I don't think this one was bound to offend as much as usual. You know what, Alex? The Bible doesn't always offend. Admittedly, I'll agree there. Sometimes I've noticed you say that line a lot. Because there's so many weird things happening there. Don't disagree. Unsettling things. Don't disagree. But the Bible can also, mind I say, inspire. You might. You might say that, and I'll agree with you there. So maybe next time. Bye! Bye Bye-bye! Thanks for listening. Since we're besties now, could you do us a favor? Visit iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Also, be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter, and visit us at BibleBesties.com for exclusive content.